Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. It's another week. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, you guys don't know the awkwardness of starting a show without actually hearing the music in my head because to you right now, everything sounds normal. To me, this is like, this is not something we've ever done on the show. We always recorded kind of this this live to tape kind of thing where you hear everything that's happening and um, I stripped things down again and it's created this really awkward uh, <laughs> like it's it doesn't make sense to anybody listening to the show but right now I feel really naked and like I don't even have my iPad in front of me I always have my iPad with all my notes and stuff I'm 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 stripping things down trying to figure out if this actually works I like and, it man. I don't know um, uh, we are back I think. Uh, episode 15, I believe, of this season, we were here at Sonder, um, although things looked a little bit different than they do now. That was, just, I, that was I think, the first week of August. So. It, like, it really does feel like it was just like a week ago that I was here, yeah. like sitting right there with the rain pouring down outside, right. which it's a little rainy again tonight. It's fitting. Um, there's a lot more people tonight, though. That's right. <laughs> there, That's right. There is beer flowing. There is um, there's brick on the wall, finally. There is food. We'll, we'll talk about the food partner that you guys couldn't talk about before. There's, there's so much to talk about, but um, to start off, we got to start with my favorite segment, which, as you can all can hear... Is from the beer fridge. <laughs> so so awkward. Nobody will ever appreciate this. All right, um, that's the majority of the show. We're gonna be we're gonna be drinking through what's on tap. Um, we're gonna be talking about some of the specifics of what people can expect when they come out here. This show is posting a little bit later than we're actually recording it. Um, so Mad Tree was last week on Monday. This show is actually posting for you guys. It's, it's, it's so hard to explain to people that are also, also listening. Um, this show is going to be a week from this coming Monday. Okay, perfect. So for yeah. you listening, it doesn't make any sense. For you guys right here, that's that's when this is happening. So pretend like you're in the future. <laughs> um, let's just dive into this. Let's drink some beer. Let's do it. And as we go, we'll kind of talk about some of the other stuff here. But. Um, tell me where to start. I'm guessing I'm starting with number one, but I don't know. That's right. So we have uh, eight. So we have seven beers and a cider on tap right now. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you start with <laughs> yeah, that's beers? Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, go ahead and start with one. We've, we've lined two flight boards oh up God, for you here. Oh, my God, look at your flight. Yeah. That's, so that's amazing. The, <laughs> the flight boards uh, are beautiful. Um, so. our, our partner, Jen Meisner, who hopefully will pop over here shortly and, and speak to this a little bit, but she designed those. It was totally her vision, everything about that. So you'll um, see them when you come out here, but the flight boards are, are, you know, when you first look at them, it's, it's pretty standard. It's a, it's a flight board with a chalkboard in front of it to tell you, you know, what beer you're drinking. But then as soon as you lift your beer up, there's that Sonder logo down in there. The, uh, the handles on the side are like these little tiny any pipes. That's right. That's right. Which which kind of comes. It's beautiful. It kind of comes full full 360 into our tap room because as you can see from from our tap list or from our our handles is actually a black iron pipe and right. then uh, underneath where the foot rest oh, yeah. is is the same thing. So we we tried to kind of keep that cohesiveness throughout with uh, our, our tap that our flight board. These might be my favorite flight boards. Thank you so far. From Thank what you. I've... So yeah, go ahead and dive in. The first yeah. one uh, is what is Boss. That is our Kolsch. Um, before I before I say anything, I want you to try it and then and then uh, feel free, please. It's the sound of drinking. I don't know how to make that sound for people otherwise. Uh, so super clean, super. There, there's a lot of fruit going on though too in the like the, the yeast profile, I guess. Um, really light. 
So if you walk in and you think you only like a certain type of beer, we won't uh, we won't do the gateway thing and call it that. But um, this is one of those easy drinking beers For that sure. um, kind of leads you into. I'm assuming some of the other stuff here. It's it's good. It's super traditional is this. Uh, I, I assume a, a, a German Kolsch yeast, you it, know, kind it, of. It is, yeah. It's more, it's definitely more Germanic in style uh, versus some of perhaps the more uh, Americanized versions of of this style of beer. We definitely went with a more traditional style, which is right up Chase's alley and a lot of of his past experience and his passion. So we decided to to really focus on that more European style of Kolsch. Um, Daniel explains it really, really well. The way that it drinks and and just. Yeah, like I feel like a lot, a lot of cultures in the market nowadays are it show a little bit more hot profile across the board, and they're a little bit lighter in style, um, and the acidity can be quite high. Uh, this one, the malt profile shows really well, so you get like this tint of graininess. Um, you know that the malt show quite a bit. Um, it almost is reminiscent to a beer of Reisdorf, if you guys are familiar with that beer. Um, I feel like it's quite, quite close to that. So, for anybody who does not understand why I love Daniel so much, you're starting to see it right now. <laughs> Just the way he talks about. Beer. Oh, oh, I love you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Cute beer guy. I'll try not to get too geeky. Um, but um, it's kind of funny that you said, like, for the gateway style. Like, this beer, um, like, I, I know that's, like, a, such an overused term. I hate um, it. I, I, too. I, 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 well, I hate the idea that this is a beer for somebody that doesn't drink beer, doesn't drink good beer. It, this is where you go to. And that's... It, that's not it. It's it's. Dude, I feel you completely on that because when you say that, you think it's a poor quality beer. Like, hey, this is leading you up to what good beer can be. Right. This beer is really well crafted. I mean, it's light, delicate. Like, if you want to geek out about this beer, you can. Like, you can pick all the complexities, all the nuances to it. Right. Um, but uh, but the thing is, though, if you don't want to think about intensity, you don't want to think about hops, you don't want to think about bitterness, you don't want to think about sour. This is something you can dive into after a, a day that you just sling 12, 14 hours of hard labor. You can throw down. A lot of these, and I actually hate to say, this is what I've been doing, man. You know, all yeah, of us yeah, have same, been doing. We've same. been throwing this down to the end of the night, and it's just I beautiful. Have, I have to confess a little bit. So today is a is a busy day for me. I've spent the day today's big sis day in my world. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the history of the show. You know, Mike Cisneros was the guy that I started the show with. Mm-hmm. Once a year, we get together. We do a collaboration brew where we get together. We make this 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 super traditional pilsner. Um, so that's what we've been doing today. I've been down awesome. in Alexandria all morning brewing this this beer. This would be a really good like first beer of the day. I feel like you could I could pick up a whole lot of the nuance of it. Um, in complete transparency, I've drank a few other beers today. <laughs> <laughs> As we all have, man. <laughs> we, yeah, I hear you. We were diving into some stuff from some cellars and some stuff. Very so, cool. Um, I feel like this is probably getting a little bit lost on my palate. That's probably a little bit shocked throughout the day with some other <laughs> stuff. But, man, it, like it, you know, again, like that, 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 that super easy fruitiness, I, I, I get where this, this, this beer is definitely going to fit in, especially... We talked about it a lot the last time we were out here about what you guys are doing here with the um, the space, especially you mm-hmm. know the, the 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 beer garden outside, the the patio, the the outdoor space. This is this is right in that perfect summer sunshiny sitting outside wheelhouse. This is this yeah. is dead on. Yeah. At the same time, this time of year, there's those days where it's a little bit sunny. You want some easy drinking. It, it still fits. It's, yeah. it, it fits to a lot. Um, I really wish 
there was something like this with a little bit more of uh, something going on. Do you, do you see where I'm leading with this? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you probably uh, should try beer number two. Uh, the second beer is called Cato. Uh, this is our base Kolsch uh, with coffee. Is this a Green Hornet reference? A uh, what's what's you know, so Cato uh, is start, start with Voss. Let's let's go with the yeah. Let's, I would love that. So um, one of the things we'll be we'll be launching really soon is um, a uh, a podcast channel mm. that we're going to be doing uh, five or so minute podcasts on each of our beers each time we tap it, explaining the story like behind that. it. Um, we really, we, we discuss this, this a lot. audio, video, whatever you, whatever. A little bit of both. Uh, so YouTube channel, uh, podcast channel that uh, we'll be giving our consumers access to, uh, to where they can really dive in and get to know the story behind the beers. We, right. we shared a lot about last time you were out here about this word Sonder and just how it means that every person has a story and well, I, how every when, beer has a story as well. When you so. walk in the front door, the little the little tiny sandwich board right in the right in the doorway, with the, it says something about yeah, it says, what's, you know, your story? what's your story. Yeah, yeah so, um, so starting with Voss, uh, Voss is actually my wife's maiden name, uh, the name of my in-laws, um, who... Uh, helped us get started um and and we wouldn't have been here without them they're here uh, right now too yeah <laughs> um it also happens to be the name of my f- my son so uh my fourth child i've is, is that his first name it Bob? is yeah i love that. yeah thanks man i love it thank you so he's six months today uh i have three daughters uh and then uh my son Voss. so oh, i love it yeah pretty cool so uh it's kind of special for me to see it up on the board it's uh it's really cool every time somebody orders it do you think he'll really ever cool. really appreciate that like, uh that i hope so got his own i also beer. wonder if his older sisters are gonna have a complex <laughs> over it <laughs> I'm, I'm sure at some point they'll get something to that's <laughs> right that's right we've talked about all our kids will get something special but um and then kato uh really cool really cool backstory with that um this Kolsch is uh, brewed with Ethiopian coffee, and uh, Jen Meisner, uh, one of our partners, um, her and her husband Brad adopted their son from Ethiopia, oh, so and fun. his name is Kato. So oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> very, very cool how how uh, our first two beers and, and the Kolsches uh, really tie together. Uh, two of our kids. I love it. Uh, the beer is fantastic too. So this, thank you. This this takes the Kolsch and. Um, throws that coffee right in the front. I mean, that's th- right. Th- the fruitiness of that that Kolsch, I think, works really well too with the coffee. Um, before I really started kind of diving into coffee, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be with my coffee experience, but um, I never really understood the fruitiness that coffee can have. Sure. Um, I was. Uh, there used to be a place over in uh, in Westchester. You know, Bob Bonder from from Brandeis had uh, what was it a Taza Tazamia or whatever. Tazamia yeah, Peaberry. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he had he had a coffee on on one time that was um, I think a Ethiopian Sadamo maybe something like that. So I can't remember specifically what the what the bean was, but I I tried it and it it just it freaking just rocked my like I. I couldn't understand the fruity things that were in this coffee, and I, I from the still to this day, I'm constantly searching for something that meets that experience, which That's is a cool. whole other conversation. But um, this kind of brings some of that to it for me. You know, you get that that, cool. that 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 big coffee flavor, but then that fruitiness comes through too, and 
Yeah, and it, like I think you'll notice with this one, uh, a lot of coffee, uh, when it's added into beer, uh, can start showing up almost like a green, a vegetative note to it pretty quickly. And this one, when you put your nose to it, you'll see that you won't get any of that green pepper whatsoever. Um, you can see that in a lot of coffee stouts too pretty quickly. Um, so one thing you want to do with coffee is when you're brewing with it or adding it in the brine tank, um, you want to use fresh coffee like as quickly as you possibly can get it because after it sits a little bit that green note will start to show right away and I can't find a trace of green in there at all I, I, I want to find it in there but I can't um, which is something that impresses me about this beer a lot it's, it's awesome it's very well done and and it's one of those beers that I you know I'm always afraid somebody walks into a brewery and they see a Kolsch or a Pilsner or whatever it may be and kind of they shy away from it because it's the light option right. it's the easy kind of thing and they um, I hope I hope that doesn't happen with this one because it's it's freaking amazing thank you um, thank you so much let's keep rolling yeah so beer number three uh, is called Blanc uh, this is our Belgian wit uh, it's it's really kind of fun um, our entire team so all five of us have a bet uh, of which beer is going to be our top seller of mm. what we currently have and um, all five of us feel it's something different. Oh, and um, the one you're about to try is what I think will be our top seller. Uh, it's, um, again, it's our Belgian wit. Uh, the name Blanc, uh, it just seemed to fit. Uh, this, uh, this beer was actually the first beer that we brewed together as a team after Chase moved down. So oh. he brewed it uh, in his garage, and we just loved it. And it was a super delicate, beautiful beer. And his wife, Haley, was in the garage with us, and she's like, I feel like for as beautiful as this beer is, it's just got to be something delicate, like like Blanc. And all all four of us were just like, yep, that's it. That's the name. That's the name. Um, uh, for me, for this one, you know, you throw Belgian in there or Wit in there, whatever. What it, a lot of people kind of go a little bit over top yep. with that, and it, it hits you in the face, and it's that big, bold, Belgian-y flavor, or, you know, this is, this is not that. Like you said, you know, you throw delicate out there as a term, yeah. and that, that's a really good way to put it, because um, as, you know, I, I, I've talked about on the show a little bit, I'm not a huge fan of those big mm-hmm. Belgian esters, and I kind of shy away from Belgians a lot of time because of that. Um, this one still kind of fits right in that wheelhouse for me of something that's easy drinking, but there's there's something else going on kind of behind um, behind the scenes, I guess is the the easy way to put it. It's it, it's got some of that uh, that that three banana, yeah, but not but not too much. You know, more more along the lines of you know, I I love. Um, Hefeweizen, where you get some of those 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 yeasty esters, but it's not that big, spicy, over the top. Yeah. Thing. Um, I uh, when we were all sitting around talking, jeez, uh, probably a year ago now, guys. Uh, we were we were throwing out what are some of your favorite beers that you don't have to shiv somebody to get, right? Like <laughs> I don't have to stab you to get this beer. Like what's like you can't pick Black Tuesday to be your favorite beer, right? right? Like what are some beers that you love that that you don't have to kill somebody to get and. Uh, three of the four of us were like, I love Allagash White. And uh, Chase is like, I, I think I could I think I could get something close so to that. Don't you have to shift somebody locally Not to get a, that? Well, locally, <laughs> sure. Good point. Fair point. Um, well, but, it wasn't always the case. I feel like, right. didn't we used to get that? Yeah, here? we had Distro for quite a few years. They pulled out probably, I'm bad with time frames, maybe like five or six years ago or yeah, something like that. depressing. So, uh, no, I love that beer. Yeah, it's so it's good. Such a such a great beer. So so I, I think what you'll notice uh, in this beer is a little bit of some characteristics of that beer. Um, 
to your point, it's not something that we have in this market anymore, and I think people did love it. So right. I, that's one of the things I think that's probably skewing my opinion a little bit of why I think this this may be our best selling beer. But um, I also think it's a beautiful beer, and and it's uh, it's really easily drinkable, um, and it's it's a beer that you can have. Uh, I think a lot of beers in this style tend to feel really full. You have three or four right. of them, and, and you feel really full. And I don't I don't get that with Blanc. This seems like a really good one, um, and not to jump to that topic yet, but you talk about food. Oh, and yeah. I, dude, I feel you're like, spot on. I feel like yeah. you guys have a good food focus here. It's not a afterthought that there's, um, and, you know, again, we'll talk about the food here in just a minute as soon as we get through the beer. Yeah, but let's, uh, let's welcome Jen. Yeah, Jen just I've, showed up. Um, Jen, I don't know how loud your mic is, so get, get your face in there and say something. Keep talking for a second. <laughs> Keep talking for a second. There okay, we here we go. I'm in. I'm in. So, Jen, we, we shared the story. We're going down the list. And um, uh, after trying Cato, we shared the story of the backstory of the name. So, um, Oh, that's fabulous. I love it. Yeah. My um, son is here tonight wearing pajamas. Yeah. I'm not was, sure he knew there were going to be people here. <laughs> it was cool. When we, were, when we were talking about Cato, he was walking by. I'm like, there he is. <laughs> if, if my wife would have let me out of the house today with pajamas, I would be wearing them. That's too, true. So. That's I would right. probably wear pajamas right. right now if I could get away with it as well. <laughs> who, who wouldn't? So, um, let's, so keep let's going roll here. on. Number four. Yeah. So number uh, four uh, is called Lore. It's our pale ale. Um, this one, um, this spoiler alert, this is the one that Chase thinks will be our number one seller. Um, this beer, I'll, I'll let Daniel explain it a little bit. I'll just give a, a quick background on the name. So uh, as we were, as we've discussed, uh, Sonder, every beer has a story, every person has a story, and lore is just another name for a story. So think folklore, um, tale, um, and uh, we just felt like if this is a beer that does end up running for us and does end up, the consumers do end up liking it, that the name just kind of fits the whole, yeah, yeah, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a blank canvas for you filling in your own right. thing, you know. Right, right. Um, it's not. I feel like with, and I don't know if I've talked about this. I, I, we might have talked about it even last week with Madry talking about pale ales and the struggle between pale ales and IPAs and the the, 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 the cross between the styles. And this is this is not fighting to be an IPA. You're 100 right. It's a pale man. ale. Like it's this like, this is tried and true, man. Like this, this is great. Feels exactly what a pale ale should be. Like aromatically, right when you put your nose to, you think like, wait a minute. This may be an IPA, you know, just because it's so pronounced on the nose with that piney and citrus characteristic to it. Do we know but what the hops are off the top of? German whole melon is one of the uh, the main hops. Whole, whole melon is the primary hop in the kettle, and primary hop in the dry hop is Amarillo. And what you're going to notice, uh, the color of it's actually quite light, so um, you really don't get much malty sweetness whatsoever. But the alpha acidians that you get to these hops are really too crazy bittering. So you do get a tinge of acid and bitter on the palate, uh, almost a tinge of minerality mid-palate. But it is super clean, and it finishes dry and quick, too. I it's cannot so beautiful. be the only one that just gets sucked in when Oh, no. Every time he talks, beer. everyone just kind of sits here. I don't know if it's the voice or just how you talk. Man. And you, you, I fall in love with every beer. <laughs> yeah, I sound cheesy when I talk about it, so that's good. To, good to this is, this is he definitely has uh, a knack and ability to romanticize the beers, right? In I a hope, very positive way. I hope that everybody that's listening gets, I don't know if it's the way he looks into your soul when he's doing it. <laughs> it's got to be just how cute he is, I mean, right? I think cute beer guy, man. I, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Is it getting hot in here? It is. I need to take my sweatshirt off. 
going to leave my wife. I'm gonna... <laughs> That's a good thing your wife didn't come with you tonight. Exactly. Well, yeah, she, oh, she's not allowed in here. <laughs> she's only allowed when Daniel is not here. <laughs> I try That's to good. I try to fill that role in my house, and you would just knock me out like in a second. <laughs> I'm like, man, honey, it's real good. It's got some like I don't know, like there's a little bit of pine and stuff. And she's like, oh, that sounds so. I love you. You sound so great when you talk about beer, but this guy. You should, <laughs> you should just record Daniel explaining beers. <laughs> just play it for and her then every play time. Play it for her when she tries. Move it. my mouth. Pretend <laughs> like I'm saying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this beer is amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's like, really like good. Like I said, beer. It, it really like it it fulfills like this. To me, pale ales are um, almost a, a, not not that they're a blank canvas because they have plenty of things about themselves, but it, it provides this this backbone for other things to kind of be at be at a hot profile or some kind of fun malt thing going on with with the pale ale. Um, this is this is prime for for all kinds of stuff to come off of it and form you know to be all cheesy to form another story off of Absolutely. it you know yep. it's 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 great it's it's absolutely great thank you, um, thank you. Uh, let's remind people that this is right when you guys are opening too like these beers that's right. are not that's right these these beers are are, are not beat to hell yet and figured mm-hmm. out what yeah this is uh, each of these beers it's the first time that they were brewed <laughs> on our system each of them in fact the, the next beer you're going to drink uh, record hop is our IPA it's more in that west coast mold uh, traditional IPA style you're going to get a little pine um, back to a little bit of citrus uh, that this beer was the first beer we ever brewed on our system, and hopefully you'll agree. But uh, for me, after I tried this beer, knowing that it was the first time we had ever brewed on our system, I, I couldn't have been more pleased. Dead on, what you want—a uh, we'll call it a, a Midwest IPA. Yeah, there you, you go. Know. I think yeah. that's pretty safe. It, it's yeah. not—it's not too big on either mm-hmm. end. It's not. Um, that West Coast over-the-top bitter bomb that just that, that, that wrecks the palate. It's not the other end, which mm-hmm. we'll try in a second. Sure, um, it's just perfect right down the middle of balance. It's you know, yeah. You guys, you guys have made me very happy tonight. Oh, to good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and and then, I, I, I told Luke this week. He uh, he sent me a message saying how excited he was about the beer, and I said, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited too. I I have full faith. And, and what you guys can do. I, I really do, but I just need to try it before. For sure. <laughs> because no it's, doubt. it's terrifying every time somebody opens up, and especially when you guys open up with seven beers and a cider. Like That's, that's a lot to, to, yeah, to, to and, put out there at the beginning. And the cool thing is um, well, I, I, can't, I can't brag on Luke and Chase enough. Um, we had some... Have they gotten in any arguments yet? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's all the time. You know, it's, that's part of it, right? Uh, especially with the lack of sleep going on. That's where I was kind of going with this. We, we had some oh, crap moments um, right after we announced our grand opening where we were like, oh, my gosh, we, we you know, we got we to gotta figure this out. We got to calibrate this pump, and we have to figure out what's going on with our steam. And um, these guys were here, no joke, for at 1.70 straight hours, did not leave. Um, we finally brewed Record Hop, our first beer, 
on October 4th, and we opened for our investors on the 23rd. So <laughs> they, and, and they jammed out seven beers today. We just tapped the cider today, but That's they awesome. jammed out seven beers in 19 hours. And they, <laughs> no joke, there's, when, when, we, when we tour the place here in a few minutes, you'll see there's a futon in the back and a hammock upstairs <laughs> where we've literally been sleeping here. And, and they've just been unbelievable and, awesome. and just crushing these beers. That's I, awesome. I couldn't be more pleased. It, it, it makes it all kind of... I, I hope that people that listen to this or when people come here, they understand that it's it, it really is people doing this. It's it's yeah. It's it's people sitting here and spending every moment of their lives for you know you, you know a week trying to get this open and trying to make sure that things are what they should be. Yeah. And then on top of that, as soon as all that comes together, then they're diving into this whole other world of, all right, now you didn't like it this way. Now we're going to tweak this and we're going to tweak this and right. we're going to we're going to we're going to figure this whole thing out and make it. It's, it's, it's an evolution. And I, I, I just hope people understand that that's that's people doing that. People that are not at home with their families, not at home. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody, yeah, I, I not, yeah thanks for that, man. It's it's uh, and and. Just for the rest of the team. I mean, we to your point on on, um, on being here and, and trying to get it done. I mean, we are, I mentioned our investor event was Tuesday. Our event started at six, and Jen was hanging our tap list at five forty-five. <laughs> um, and she uh, down to the wire. That's Literally right. That's right. And, and I don't I don't know about how you feel. I think it's beautiful. I think oh, yeah. uh, the way that she designed this is, is beautiful. And Daniel brought his team in, and and they were all working other jobs and came in. Um, at three o'clock before our first event, having um, not been able to do anything in here because we were down to the wire to get it to get it rolling. So, I, I, I again, we we talked about this when you were here before, but I'm just so proud of this team. And and it was a really surreal moment on Tuesday when the first person walked up and ordered a beer, and it was the most calm I had <laughs> felt in two years. It was it's unbelievable. Like, there's this. There, there's this very brief period of the, the, the build-up to everything and the, the chaos of that. And then, like, it's like, oh, here we are. It's open. And then it just kicks yeah. in. Oh, crap. Whole, yeah, and then it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's all and everything. Um, talking about the space a little bit, which, yeah. um, you know, we're halfway through the beer, but that's... You know, talk about the space. I love the, the tap boards. Thank you. No matter where you're standing in this tap room, you can read what's on tap. And that is one of my biggest pet. I know that you can get on untapped and, like, look at what people have on there. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to, like, walk up to the bar, crane my neck a little bit, and see what's on and see, you know, I, you can do that here. And I don't know why other breweries there are some really big breweries that have not grasped that concept mm-hmm. and not figured that out and you guys you guys got it and i appreciate that as a drinker Thank you, um, that's there are plenty of tvs kind of spaced around the space so if there is some kind of sporting event or you know whatever it may be that you want to watch you can see those two from wherever you're sitting i mean it's just it's and I, in my head, I'm like, well, that can't be that hard to figure out. You know, <laughs> tap rooms are a big, like, it's a big rectangle. Like, how hard is that to the, the science of just putting TVs where you can see them and putting tap boards that are in the right spot that are big enough that I can see them? But for some reason, uh, there are still, like, just over and over, people open up and I'm like, I can't read it. I can't see what's on tap. And, um, so thank you. Well, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, we didn't do the name. Oh, uh, so Record Hop. Record Hop. Um, so when we first designed our, our logo and our brand, when Jen designed that, um, 
one of the things Daniel and I had had talked to her about was, hey, we, we love music and we really love vinyl records. If there's a way we could tie in like a record and a hop, that'd be really, <laughs> really cool. Um, and, and one of the things you'll see, uh, we've trademarked the phrase hop, collaborate and listen. Um, which is, um, I won't, I won't spoil too much, but there's a really cool series of beers coming up, uh, perhaps collaborations, what? <laughs> um, in which, uh, we'll be, we collaborating with other people and, and running a series of beers off of that. Um, and, uh, we've, uh, sort of just affectionately called our logo, the record hop for, uh, two years now. And um, we'll always say, like, that looks really cool, but can we get the record hop on there? Or, um, hey, let's get a giant record hop here. And finally, literally the last beer we named was this one. And Does that make this, like, the flagship beer, though? Perhaps. We, we'll see. Um, and and um, we, we know there will be uh, an IPA available year-round. Um, I think, I suspect, uh, when you try the next one, uh, you might agree that it might be that one, uh, or you might not. But so uh, I, I will preface the next one with the disclaimer that um, New England IPAs are not my favorite thing in the world. Okay, that's totally fair. Dude, we can talk Wait. game, man. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel doesn't love them either. I, I happen to really like them, and I, I really like ours. Um, with that being said... A four or five ounce sampler of it is is, is perfect for me. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I I, I don't have I don't have an issue with the flavors of it or the taste or what you know the the the, the idea of having a hazy beer. None of that bothers me at all. It's just they is it the sweetness? Just, no, it's that they just don't sit well. Are they fat and flabby? Uh, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> there's there's something about just the way they sit to me in my stomach that I just I I, I don't love. Chase, uh, Chase doesn't love them either. Uh, Luke and I uh, quite like them, and um, I like them as well. Jen likes them, and Daniel doesn't. So our team is kind of split on them. <laughs> That's what it should um, be, though. But so we brewed, we brewed both styles. We brewed that more traditional, to your point, the more Midwest IPA, uh, and then we brewed um, this next one, You Betcha, which is our New you England betcha. IPA. Um, I, again, I, I think both are really, really well done and really good. Um, We'll, we're going to kind of let the market tell us which one they like more, um, but so far in our first two events, record or uh, you betcha, excuse me, has exceeded the sales of the record. Yeah, it's um, it's exactly what you want from a New England IPA. It's got that big, kind of fruity finish to it, but there's a little bit of something else going on there at the beginning. There's some bitterness that um, I think New England diehards probably like. That shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think but that's I, fair. I enjoy it a little bit. It adds a little bit of um, more complexity to it. Um, just on the one sip I've had, it doesn't sit too heavy with me, which mm -hmm. I like. It's mm -hmm. It's good, Daniel. Yeah, this Daniel, is, Daniel uh, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's Galaxy and Citra, which are two hops that I feel like are really pronounced in the nose. I can't look at him um, while you talk. <laughs> and For those of you that can't see this, he actually is looking away. He's actually not looking at Daniel while he I talks. Can't, can't. I'm getting all. I'm getting all flustered. And <laughs> um, but I, I think with you saying you know, you're not a big fan of New England, uh, Cheese and myself are in the same boat to them. Is to me, I think they could be really rich, fat, flabby. Um, they don't have any acidity, no lift to them. They don't really right. clean out. Um, just like you said, they leave you like a heaviness to it. It's like you're like drinking dessert with nothing that's cleaning out. Um, the great thing about this particular one, this one gives you the mouthfeel of a New England, so it's real soft, silky, really creamy. 
Um, but he actually has a tinge of bitterness at the very end. So the acidity kind of comes in and cleans everything out. Uh, so it gives you brightness at the end. So you're not getting a lot of sugar at the very end, which a lot of New Englands are just literally copious amounts of RS. Right. This one's not. This one actually is refreshing. I really cannot even finish a pint of New England IPAs. <laughs> this one, I truly feel like I can drink a pint of. I have drinking pints of it, and I can't say that about many New Englands. No, it's, it's, it's a great beer. It fits in perfectly. I know that... I know that Luke is definitely a nut about these. The name itself fits in with some of the stuff that that Luke has done. You know, it's like it's a, it's a, it's just a very like it's just very fitting with some of the other personality of what you're bringing totally. into this place. And, uh, totally, the the name actually comes from uh, Chase. Ironically enough, um, I I don't know if it's fully a Wisconsin thing or not, but we caught after he was here for about six months. We, we might have talked about this in the okay. last show. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I've talked about it a lot. Um, we we caught after about six months where every, every he would just say it all the time, like, oh, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> and uh, it just it just kind of stuck. And now it's so much fun because somebody yeah, will Wisconsin be like. Wisconsin accent needs work, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, mixing that, that South Central hillbilly Indiana with, with Wisconsin is not a great mix. Uh, but it's so much fun. Somebody orders a you betcha, and you can just respond with, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> Coming right up, you betcha. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's It's definitely um, my favorite name of, as well. I, I think it's a lot of fun. To your point, it, it just fits a different personality. Yeah, it's it's very much the personality of what the, the New England IPA style, especially here locally, like totally. what, you know, what it personifies. Um, I'm not going to say that this one's my favorite so far. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I totally get it. But it's we just totally because of the style. I, I, I'm not going to say what my favorite is so far. I, okay. We'll yeah, get keep there. Going, we'll get keep there going, afterwards. Yeah. Because that's not fair. So, so the next one, um, Otto, is uh, our tiramisu stout. Um, this beer, uh, you're going to get um, coffee, vanilla, oh, cocoa. Yeah. Um, it was it was made with coffee rather than espresso, even though tiramisu has espresso in it, um, because espresso just gives you a little more of a lingering bitterness that we didn't want in this beer. Um, Luke uh, explains it very well that it's it's not it's not a, a pastry stout, but it's more than just a stout. Right. Um, and it's not it's not really fair to classify it as a sweet stout either, because there's so much complexity going on there, and there's not a lingering cloying sweetness it's a, it's a lighter bodied stout too which i like it gives that that room for some of the those adjuncts to kind of stand mm-hmm. up and say this beer is about this mm-hmm. not necessarily this other big thing that sometimes i think um, when you talk about pastry stouts and not yeah. not calling anybody out but i feel like sometimes there's this battle between the beer and the shit that they throw into the beer and like it doesn't it doesn't there's no balance to it and there's no there's no finesse it's like just a big smack you in the head this is what it is sure. and i feel like this one lets some of those adjuncts kind of play in the front and then as it finishes you get some of those 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 beer things going on and um, i'm gonna step out i'm gonna go to the bar it's getting busy oh, you're fine <laughs> <laughs> um i fantastic again yeah I, thank I, you i love it i i think and we've again we've gone back and forth as a team on on as these beers evolve and and have evolved since we put them on draft you know we we obviously are trying them each day as we get ramped up here on how these beers change over time and um i, I said recently in a conversation with somebody else it was totally 
word vomit, organic. I just said that beer is special. And it was the first thing I could think of and said, I truly believe that. I think um, it's really fun. Uh, this beer is the only beer that while he was at New Glarus that Chase homebrewed on his system every year for his family. That's fun. And so it's really cool to be one of those beers that we launched with because of that. What's um, the name of this one? So this name is Otto. Uh, it's named after uh, our largest equity partners and a family that, that really is a part of our family, a part of the Sonder family. The Otto family helped us really get started and, and um, wanted to pay homage to him. His, uh, his favorite style of beer is a stout, and he, uh, he, he told us um, early on in the process, two years ago, in our very first meeting ever, he said um, it was a beer that I had brewed, a stout that I had brewed with my dad, and... and um, he loved it, and he said, if you can make anything like this, I'm in. And um, we, we told him, we'll brew a stout, and um, we'll, we'll call it Otto for you. And kind of, you know, he thought we were joking, and it was a really cool moment when he came in on Tuesday and saw the beer was named after. That's fun. That's yeah. fun. Beer is very, very cool. Um, you, you guys talk about every beer having a story. That's and right. There's definitely... What I love is that there are definite stories behind each one of these. Thank you. When you walk in the door. But I don't want people to lose sight of the fact that that's like that's sh- that's just the beginning. Like this, the story is not right the things that created the beer, which you know, it is. You know, especially for you guys it is. But for the rest of us, like it's it's just now starting and like you get to now like build these other stories on them all and, and, and figure out what those beers really are and 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 what those what those things are for you and i i, I love that i thank I, you i love that we can we can sit down in five years and ten years and do a show right here at this table and we can you know drink auto and yeah. it will be something completely different that's so cool on you're, you're so many different on levels I, I i love that idea of this place i really do and thank I, you i hope everybody appreciates that side of it thank um, you my favorite beer, because okay. we have we still have the cider to drink, and I'm not going to include that because that does not count. It's not a beer; it's a cider, <laughs> um, and I don't want it to cloud my judgment. Sure, um, we'll talk about my uh, my relationship with cider in a second. Sure, but, um, I think it might be the wit, which is not like normal for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, very it, nice. Very nice. But saying that, now I feel bad about the coffee Kolsch, and I feel bad about the, <laughs> the stout. <laughs> and so I feel... So, but, you, you're, but you're experiencing the same thing I experience every single time somebody comes in and goes, what should I drink? What's, and I'm always like, man, I, I love Bonk, <laughs> right? but Voss is, is just... I want you to try it because it's different than a lot of other Kolsch's. And, oh, by the way, Record Hop is this super cool Midwest IPA, and Lore... I, well, it's, yeah. it's hard because I know that I've done that when I've walked in places and I've said, I don't know, you know, what sounds good to you? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, what do you like to drink? And I'm like, oh, sh- I like to drink everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need help. That's why I said that. But I don't know how as a bartender or, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you recommend that. You know, it's it's a rainy day. Does that play into it? Does that, like, I, I Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Um, right now, I think I think the, the wit is definitely where I'm leaning. But Very cool. Um, what have I drank the most of? Looks like of of them, you drank the most of lore. Pale ale. Pale yeah. Ale. Yeah. Well, that might say something, too. Although so the I, cider's low, or excuse the, me, the, the, the uh, stout's low, yeah. too. Who knows? I don't know how you how you make those judgments. All right. 
talk about the cider. Yeah, so let's do it. Before we dig into this, um, I'm going to preface everything about what I say about cider with I know nothing about cider. And I, I, I want to and I will. And that's coming... I promise everybody. I've been teasing my next project for a really so long time. So that'll be part of the that'll be part of the other podcast. The, the other thing. You think it's is it closer to that than it is know. to beer? I don't know. Don't don't ask me these questions. <laughs> I don't know. I I think cider is definitely a different thing than beer. Okay. Um, I don't know if cider drinkers and beer drinkers are the same people. I, are you? I don't know. Let me ask you this: Are you a fan of sour beer? Yes. So one thing that I think is really cool about Scarlet, our cider, um, is it's definitely got a lingering tart tartness. It's, there's a, a definitely a tart characteristic of it that I think is a little different than some ciders. Um, not all. There's definitely some other cider in the market that's similar, but um, it's... To me, I'm not a huge cider fan, and after this one was kegged today even, as a team, we talked about how, man, I feel like this might appeal a little bit to the sour beer consumer. It's great. I don't... I, my, my issue with cider is that I'm always drinking beer. I've always had, it, I've yeah. always had a beer. I have a beer in my hand. Whatever it is, I, it's never like I'm coming in fresh to a cider, and I feel like it's so different yeah. than beer that it's sometimes a, it's, it, you're, you're not, it's a palate shock after you've been drinking beer right but even more so than i think than some of like the super sour beers I, I i feel like even some of those really sour beers there's still something there that ties it into everything else you've been drinking yeah. and this this just completely cuts through it all and it's like i'm hey i'm something different <laughs> like, and I, I think that's probably part of my problem is that i'm never approaching it clean and just as a cider I can definitely it's see great. that. It's great. Thank you. Like it, it, it's, it's, I hate using the word like it's clean because that doesn't really tell people but it, anything. It, it but definitely it, it is, cuts yeah. through. Like I've had a lot of different flavors here and it cuts through all of that and um, it, it, it finishes nice and, and, and clean is the best way I can put it. It, 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 it finished a lot, I think, uh, more dry than we anticipated it being, but I, I actually quite like that about it. We were having this conversation earlier. Um, I, I won't name names of some of the people from breweries that were at the collaboration brew today, but we were talking about ciders and talking about what what we want from ciders and what the mass wants right. from ciders and how do you how do you find that balance of yeah, maybe maybe we like something that's a little drier, maybe everybody else wants something that's like super sweet and right. stupid. I mean, I don't think stupid was the word that was used, but that's... <laughs> like, I, I don't like those super, like, sweet, sure, like, a candy kind of things. How do, you, how do you find that balance? How do you... Yeah. I mean, finding it, I guess, is easy, but how do you, like, say, this is, this is what I mean, it I think, is? I mean, I think there's a large brewery in the Cincinnati market that found names. that market. <laughs> um, that's right. We don't have to name names. Uh, I think they that's found right. that market really well, right? And yeah. um, there's... There's uh, a lot of people who love that that cider. Um, I won't call it an ale because I think it's still a cider. But no, one of the the most popular one is definitely an ale. The 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 two that they have most recently put out are ales, which is a whole nother sure conversation. Sure. I think no, we could go I down a, like... a mega rabbit hole with this one, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. That should be part of it. Definitely started as a cider. cider show. It definitely started Tune as a cider. Tune in early yeah, next year right, for drinking right. with the gnome. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, at the end of the day, 
what we wanted to do was um, provide something to uh, the consumer that comes in that maybe doesn't want a wine or a spirit or a beer, but still drinking a cider. You could argue there's some crossover there between some of those, and I absolutely think there is, but um, clearly the cider market has increased, and um, after trying it and after we tried Chase experimenting with it, we thought we'd be foolish not to at least give that consumer an opportunity to drink one here. Um, so uh, we, we might have talked about this last time. You guys, are you doing a quote-unquote full bar we wine are. spirits? We are. So we have wine tonight uh, and our beer and Scarlet, our cider. And uh, our plan is in our A1A has been approved, um, but we probably will launch with spirits in two to three weeks. We really wanted to showcase our beer. Um, I, I know we still have wine, but uh, we didn't. We wanted to get our bartenders up to speed, not mixing drinks, not doing right, any right. of that. Um, and then after we get through the first couple of weeks, people have tried our beer, and we get some people coming back. Uh, then we'll we'll launch with some spirits, but yeah, our our plan is to have a full bar as well as our. How do you balance that? It's a great question, or, man. I, mean, I, I guess I, I guess I should be asking you this in six months, yeah, or a year. But uh, we talked to again Madtree last week. They announced on the show last week or like what a couple days be, ago yeah. what you haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, that they are not only getting ready to launch cider, they are kicking in a whole spirit program with on tap cocktails yeah. and like it's this, brilliant. This, yeah. this, this this whole other world of things. How and, do those, you, and those guys are, are super smart. They're 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 really brilliant dudes. Uh, friends of mine. I, I'm not I, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, when I had heard that, I wasn't surprised. It's, it's super smart. But it, it took them how many years right. to figure out how totally. to do that in their way? How do you, from day one, basically, mm-hmm. you know, sure. how, do you, how do you figure out how to balance that kind of thing? I, I'm actually really um, passionate. It's not a great word because I, I could argue I'm passionate about everything. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm right just an excitable you. person. But um, one of the things I've gotten into over the last year and a half or so uh our our craft beer cocktails we don't talk about on this show but i'm right there with it yeah yeah um it's something i've been experimenting with at home and and having some fun with um i don't know how we make that on a larger scale for folks here but i have a couple of ideas that i'm kind of excited about um spoiler alert think brunch um which is something we plan to do here uh, which uh, we should dive into the food. Yeah, that's a perfect um, segue into the food. Yeah, so um, we've talked with Brew River um, about uh, Joby and Michael are, um, they're great. They're great partners for us. And so, they're, absolutely, River, they're absolutely, look at this bit. guy. So <laughs> nobody can see right now um, because we're on radio. But Chase Legler, our director of brewing operations and partner, just rolled up in the most sexy shirt I think I've ever seen. Chase <laughs> Pop those bad chuck. Yeah. Say hi. Hello. Yeah. Um, so we, we drank all the beer and we loved everything. We're, awesome. we're diving into food right now. Yeah, awesome. And we're talking about the, the, food, the food program here. Um, Brew River kind of, I, I don't know how to word it. They, they've gone through kind of a rough patch. Sure. They had everything that can go wrong thrown at them. They had places that they thought they were going to be able to go. It's, it's been rough. Sure. And um, all at the same time, it seems right now, they finally have a partner in a brewery that is um, willing to, 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 to showcase them, not just let them serve food, just to showcase what they do. 
they're getting their new location yep. at the old uh, Bella Luna. Yes. Everything seems to be coming together. Talk, talk about what they're doing here and, and, and how it kind of... Yeah, I would, I would love to. So our, our first meeting with them was a year and a half ago. It was in May of 2017. And from our very first meeting with them, uh, we walked away. We met with, geez, guys, how many? Probably 15, 20 potential food people. Yeah. Um, and we, 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 it meant a lot to us. Um, we, we at least think we know beer. We'll find out, um, right? Uh, we think we know beer, and this is my little, uh, my little six-year-old. Today's her birthday, oh. so she's celebrating her, six, her sixth birthday at, at the uh, soft opening of Sonder, which is kind of fun because she's going to grow up here, right? So, um, so sorry about that. I got distracted. But um, we really wanted our food partner to encompass who that, we that, are. That makes me happy. Oh, I, I, thank I, you. I got an almost two-year-old at home. That's I, awesome. That's awesome. So we, we, we wanted more than anything our partner uh, to not only uh, in their beer, but their personalities and the culture of who they are to encompass who we are. And so uh, although that feels like it should be easy to do, it, it really wasn't. And um, we went through several different meetings and interviews and um, and we finally met with Brew River and we walked away from that meeting and all of us went, huh, that might just work out. And um, I love, and we've joked about this on multiple occasions, but Michael, uh, Chef Michael Shields and Chase are cut from the same cloth. Very similar, very similar dudes, very passionate about their craft um, and uh, very artistic and, and um Joby does a really good job of managing that business. To your point, they've they've run through some rough patches with their location, much of which was out of their control. Most they've, of which they've got us. Um, they have it has to be a big weight off their shoulders. Yeah, to finally I, I think see this opening and knowing the, the other places is open now or getting it's, ready it's in to, a few weeks. They're, like, um, they're, they're in that 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 in between period. There, yeah, right? I, I think they uh, they would tell you they wish the timing wasn't as such, um, <laughs> right. and so do we. Uh, it just was really bad timing that their lease ended right when we finally were able to open and. And so they uh, they have done just I, I mean I cannot rave about them enough I, I, I mean I can I have no problem saying for me and I know I don't know if Chase would agree uh, he's been busy enough making beer but for me over the last month the one thing that's made me really uneasy was never our beer I was always confident in our beer it was the thing that I didn't have the most control over and that was our food and so um, as we got closer and we're communicating with them and then oh by the way we see on Facebook that they're moving their location and we're like we knew this was happening but you know now it's happening and and they stepped up they brought their entire team their entire team from their downtown location has been here all week so it's it's safe to say that definitely for this grand opening you're going to get the best brewer oh i mean it's it's um they well i mean there's definitely an element of working out some kinks right. this is a much different kitchen than they were working on before but it's a way um, better kitchen than with yeah before. yeah yeah it's i think like that's 10 times fair to bigger say. and <laughs> but the the food has been outstanding i chicken sandwich for those listening get the uh, chicken sandwich I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on venturing over there after the show. Um, uh, but, but yeah, Michael and Joby have done just a fantastic job of, of getting everybody ready. And, and, and I, I think um, Chase would agree that uh, 
just the spirit behind their menu. There's some, it's it's different than just pub food. Um, it's different than pizza. It's there's there's some other stuff there that um, I think this area, candidly, I think this area was really hungry for. No pun intended. They were they were craving it. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's been a lot of fun working with Michael because he's been working on uh, ice creams and uh, mixing our our beer with it. So taking some of our beer and concentrating it down and adding it uh, for soft serve. So. It's been great to have Michael back into the brewery, tasting beers as they evolve, and then giving him a product as well for him to play around with. And uh, in return, I get some pretty good food. So it's been yeah, great. he's got what chase three or four things on the menu that are made with your beer. Yeah, well, and that's that 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 brings up my big question: is is how are those two things going to coexist? As you know, food and beer to me is really underserved in Cincinnati. There's there's some great breweries that have some fantastic fruit food, but there still isn't that tie between what you're drinking and what you're eating the way it should be. And I feel like that's it's one of my favorite things and some of the things that have opened my eyes up to different beers that I wouldn't have normally drank. And how are you guys going to kind of play around with that and um, that, that collaboration back and forth between the two? Yeah, we uh, next week we're launching um, our smartphone app. Oh, um, oh look I'm, at you. I'm, I'm really jazzed about this. Um, Brian Coates um, is a great friend of mine. I thought I'd give him a plug here because um, on the side, he's a freelance uh, software developer and um, has developed a smartphone app for us. And um, it's, it's, I, I, I feel confident saying it's, it's potentially revolutionary. It's, there's some things it's going to do um, all the way from while you're sitting in our tap room, you'll be able to order food straight from the app. Yes. <laughs> and walk up instead of waiting in line. Right. Um, as well as it's linked directly to Untap. So as you try beer from our app, be able to check that in. Um, there's some stuff in the background there that will recommend beers when we tap them for you based on how you've rated them. Um, and then I mentioned earlier the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, but one of the things the app will do, which I'm really pumped about, is when you check in a beer, it will recommend food that pairs well with yes. that beer. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. And vice versa. <laughs> so there's a, to your point, there's a full symbiotic relationship there that Michael and Joby have been incredibly open to. And it's, it's really great because Chase and, and Michael have just been able to take their creative liberties and, and go with it. And they're extremely receptive if we say, hey, you know what? This was good, but we heard this. They're like, yep, done. We'll change it. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. It's not been a great partnership. And, you know, Michael and I have been talking about, you know, in the future of what we want to do to even incorporate more with the beer and the food. So, you know, one example is uh, he is a pretty nice smoker. Uh, so he's actually talked about smoking malt for us. And then we'll do our, our, our smoke beer using uh, Michael's uh, smoker, which would be a lot of fun. That's so cool. That's awesome. So not... Not to necessarily call out Braxton and their, their their app that has not been updated since, I don't know, when they launched it. Braxton, I'm calling you out. <laughs> um, but that how, how do you, like, you know, knowing that things are going to grow and things are going to change and, you know, without another way to put it, all hell is going to break loose. How do you dedicate enough time to some sides of the business like that where you know you're, you're going to try to run a smartphone app yeah. that, that, so. that, does, that does require money and time and effort 
how does how does that side of things? How are we going to have time to do that? Yeah. Is that basically what yeah. you're asking? Instead I totally of, get it. Instead of just you know worrying about yeah. Oh my God, our sour room isn't big enough. It's not big enough. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, it's 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 way that's too a, tiny. That's a really good segue to Luke Schrapp sitting down right next to us. Way too tiny for both of these guys that you hired. It's small, but it's powerful. <laughs> that's what she said. That's, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a really fair question. Um, our one of the things we did, one of the actually with the smartphone app in mind, uh, one of the reasons we chose the POS system we did is because of the API integration. So uh, there's a little bit of background work uh, that will have to be done, but um, that will be primarily done through our website already, which will feed into our app. Right. Um, there's definitely maintenance that will have to be done. Um, but you are, you are dedicated to that? Is yeah, that it's, a good I, I am it? of the belief that if we do this correctly, that this could change the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am I'm of that belief. I, I think I've, Untapped I've, is a good example of that. I've heard that before. Yeah, that's fair. That's I've totally heard fair. It before. The only, I, I don't know. I don't know the right questions to ask to yeah. try to kind of uh, figure out how it's different. But um, there's uh, yeah, and you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's it's on us to maintain that. And and look, man, we might be sitting here in six months, and I might I, go. I will call you out the yeah, same way. I just please, call Braxton. Please do. I will. Um, we might be sitting here in six months, and you might go, dude, your app sucks. <laughs> and the only answer I might have is, yeah, but hopefully our <laughs> yeah, beer's good. Yeah, but the good. beer's good. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I don't know. It's something I'm passionate about, uh, just because I think it could be uh, really game changing for our fans and, and consumers. Oh yeah, no, um, it's there, and nobody else is doing it. And there have been people that have tried very hard mm-hmm. to do it. Nobody else has really like has figured out that way to make it work. Right. And, uh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely ready for it. I'm I'm. Thank you. I'm yeah. I, I, I'm an iPhone geek. I love I love that technology to beer. Uh, Connection. I, yeah. I, I love that. You know, not just untapped, but like all of the ways that you can use those things. To yeah, I, I think um, you know. There's. <laughs> I had a entrepreneur friend tell me a couple of years ago when we first started this process. He said um, the craft beer space is changing, and, and he's an entrepreneur not in the craft beer space, but he really challenges me. He's a good friend of mine to this day, and he said to me, "The craft beer space is changing." And at some point, the really good breweries are going to have to adapt or die. And you have to be willing to adapt. And I, I don't know that I fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting concept. And this is just one way that I think um, as, as brewers and as breweries, we have an opportunity to do something a little bit different. Um, and because of our team, um, I think we have the ability to potentially do it without sacrificing the quality of our product. Oh, yeah. Um, which is something I'm excited about. The other piece that I think will keep at least a little bit of our podcast uh, alive for a while, is the, it, or our um, app alive, is that podcast piece. Oh, yeah. And, and you see that, right? Um, there's this really fun following of podcasts. Um, I have four that I listen to every week without, without fail. Brewcast number one. Cincy Brewcast Very is definitely one, one of them. Um, <laughs> that was not a joke. No, I, I absolutely listen to, I, I listen to Cincy Brewcast every week. Fuck you. I, <laughs> <laughs> why, why, 
Oh, it, it absolutely is. <laughs> but I think that I think that that fans of podcasts are are and that's loyal the last to time I ever promote Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Way too big of a laugh. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll call it lack of sleep, and uh, that's right. Yeah. Luke. Uh, hey, going back to that, if you don't mind, since they weren't here for the first part of it, and I, I know we've been on for a while here, but oh, if you don't fine. mind, um, do you want to share your feedback on the beer with these guys? Because I think they'd appreciate it. I feel like I need to hear their feedback before I give my. Like, you're asking me to say my favorite one because it's also your favorite one, and I feel like you're you're trying to it's, get me on your the, side. It's right the now. one that I think will sell the most. Um, I want to hear what you guys are excited about that's on tap right now, and why you're excited about it. Well, I guess for me, I mean. Uh, getting this brewery up and running was uh, quite a feat that, you know, luckily I had Luke uh, at my side the entire time. Um, but basically to, to get these beers out and the quality that, that they're in, I think, is uh, I'm pretty proud of, uh, especially something like the Kolsch. You know, it's a traditional German Kolsch. It's very light, refreshing. It's got a touch of, uh, you know, some, some semesters into it. Um, but to be able to to run that was the third brew through our through our new brew house, and to be that that clean um, is something that I I think we take a lot of pride in uh, for myself. You know, it's it's the mo- it's you know it's the boringest beer I guess you could say uh, in the lineup. But you know, there's there's no hops you know really in your face at all. And uh, if there was any kind of defect or off flavor issue with the with that beer, it would be showcased and it's 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 not there does that make a beer boring though like that's i, I mean that's probably, well i mean i'm kind of a topic. boring brewer i guess you know uh <laughs> i just i don't think it's fair like I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about and, and we talked about a little bit when we we're trying that beer talking about the gateway beers and what, mm-hmm. what that means and i, I I'm, I've, I've been a big you know I, I don't know. I, I don't like people talking about something as a gateway beer. I think it's not fair to the beer. Calling so a beer boring, I think, is also not fair. Like, I think it's not like giving that beer that that well, that showcase that it deserves. I'll tell you, man, because um, and I'm not saying anything knocking to any brewery, but I, th- I think this Kolsch, though, I mean, a lot of people can make this style, but the way that it's created... The way this beer is really presenting itself is different from a lot of the other cultures that you try in the Cincinnati area. I remember, um, and this is something that I actually never did, and it's kind of fun. Um, Chase is really big into trying the beers every single day throughout the entire fermentation process, and I've never done that. You know, I would drink maybe like a small sip. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. I think it's going to be a good beer. Chase knows from the first day, even when it's tons of sugar in it, you know, it's barely fermented out. He's like, this is going to be really good. I know it's going to be good. I, I know. With this beer, though, it, it just evolved and changed. And, you know, being a BJCP judge, um, you know, for a Kolsch, there's supposed to be esters to it. It's not supposed to be just clean and boring. It's supposed to have it's apple esters. Fruity. It's not supposed to be acetaldehyde, but it has to have these esters. And that's what we have. I mean, it is a true showcase of the beer. And I just don't think you can find that in the Cincinnati region. I think that's why this beer, even though it's boring, it is really well executed. It is really well done. The carbonation is beautiful. I mean, the head retention is just gorgeous. I mean, it, it just hits every style. It, 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 it really kind of falls in with what I believe Sondra is. It's just creating legitimately quality beer with, you know, crystal clear clarity, beautiful head retention, 
spritzy carbonation that even after seven minutes of it being on, you know, just sitting there, you still, you drink it, you still get that carbonation because we're doing it right. Because he knows what he's doing and I'm learning from it. It's so, awesome. Luke, is that the beer that also gets you excited? Um, you know, it's hard. To, I would say the beer that really kind of gets me excited, even though I'm not drinking it a lot, is probably the stout. Um, the stout and the, probably the stout. The stout turned out really, really well. Drinking the wort, I was actually kind of nervous about it, and I believe I, I'm pretty sure I expressed that to Chase, and he was like, "No, this is how it is. It, it, this is how it's always been. It's good, trust me." And it evolved, and it got better. And then you know, using 500 plus grams of vanilla beans in it, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> and then just everything we did. I mean, that moment though, it showed me that we're not qu- we're not cutting quality out. We will spend the money for quality ingredients. I mean, I can't tell you how many. You know, but you, you hear you lose quality, but you know behind the scenes it kind of just fades away, and that that's something that's not. But I mean, the thing that I like the most about it is that it hits, it hits the style so well in the sense that it's not quite pastry stout, but it's not quite just stout. It's just right in the middle. It's just perfect. You know, you get best of both worlds, but it's not to the point where it's just over exaggerated. And it's just, ugh, I got it. You know, you made your point on this beer. It's like, no man. I can drink more of that. I can continue drinking this. This is fantastic. And yeah. I would say that's a gateway beer right there. Yeah, the stout for... Dang. Yeah, that dang. Is, the stout's uh, a, a recipe that I've been making uh, at home pretty much every every year, once a year. I kind of evolved uh, the recipe, but all, basically all the beers, I, I think nothing's like one-dimensional, one flavor. Everything ha- kind of has its own complexities, and uh, it's, nothing's kind of too much in your face. Uh, relatively drinkable and sessionable um, is kind of what I was shooting for for all all these recipes. And you know, the future will will definitely do some 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 unique kind of one off and crazy experimental. Beers. But as as a as a grand opening tap lineup, like everything is, you know, I I, I don't know that like approachable or easy drinking or whatever. I I, I don't know that that is like a good descriptor for a beer. But that's that's the best way to describe what's going. Like it, it, even if like you aren't a Belgian fan or you aren't a Stout fan or you aren't a New England fan, like it all fits into this nice place where it might it might push you a little bit out of what you typically would drink. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're all pretty clean. You're, clean you're not gonna you're not gonna be pissed off with anything that you order here. Right. Thank uh, you for it, saying that. It, yeah, it, it, it fits really nice, and it it leaves like this 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 palette of what. You guys are, you know, I guess painting with, if you want to go with the palette reference, yeah. Um, yeah. that you can build off of. And um, yeah. This is a really, I mean, these lineup beers are just a great example of what's to come and how we're going to evolve and get more aggressive with it and how with our sour program and how our, yeah. our clean barrel aging program and our one-offs are just going to get more more out there and just, you know, for a, for a production facility to really try to spearhead this from the, from the beginning and then to continue with that and to really make it known that, look, we are a production facility for sure, but we're going to hit every facet that we can. That's what I think is really impressive with our beginning lineup, especially with having a cider on. So, kind of good. Pushing a little further out in the big picture of Sonder, um, I, I've talked to a lot of people in the last couple weeks about kind of what's happening in Cincinnati beer, and um, you guys are definitely a big topic of discussion with people. How how are you guys going to fit into everything that you've laid out here? How how 
you know, people say that that you guys are are, are too big for what's what you're supposed to do right now in Cincinnati and everybody says well we thought that you know we were too late to the game we thought that we were too big for when we opened and how do you know that this is this is not too much for everything I I guess I would you know when I when and if I hear that I I would push back with asking what is too big what 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 does that mean Um, because to me um I would say as long as uh, we're not sacrificing quality and consumers are still interested in enjoying our product, then to me that's not too big. So um, too big would be if we had empty tanks or uh, if we had beer that wasn't being sold. Um, and we don't know, right? We, we don't know right. that. We're, we're opening tomorrow and um, we had a, a big vision for this. There's no doubt, right? And um, we, were, we certainly started big enough that there's skepticism, and I totally get that. Like, I'm not numb to that. I, I understand that. Um, no way, we talked about this before, no way is the right way. Um, our way is just a little bit different than, than I think most. Um, but you go to Wisconsin, uh, where Chase is, or Minneapolis, and there's five or six startups that are bigger than ours. And I think just because we're a little bit different than what's happening in Cincinnati right now doesn't make it wrong. Um, I get the skepticism, but but for us, um, we we wouldn't have started this big if we didn't have Chase, who had the vision to be able to produce at this capacity. Right. So um, ultimately, um, what's going to happen in Cincinnati, just like it's going to happen all over this country and all over the world, is um, you're going to have to fight for tap handle space. Um, but there's no shortage of people who are looking for places to go have a burger or a chicken sandwich and a beer. And, you know, every time I always find this really ironic and funny is every time somebody says, uh, oh, another brewery, there's a million of those. Nobody ever says, oh, a new bar. There's too many of those. It just so happens that we make our own here. And um, there's no shortage of places that people are looking to go have really good beer. And at the end of the day, it's on us to make sure that our beer is good enough that we can sell it outside of this place. But it's on us also to make sure that our space is cool enough and fun and fun enough that people want to come here and drink it here. Is it a problem with uh, craft breweries and craft brewery owners, or is it a problem with drinkers as far as people? It's for, who... it's for sure not the industry. I, it's it's not it's but not I craft mean, brewers. But as far as people who are saying this, people who are I, I saying, think the people that are saying this are for sure not in the industry, in my opinion. I um, I think. I think the complete opposite. Do you? Yeah. I, I think um, people are excited about it, but um, I think um, I, I, I think there's a perception from people uh, in the market who think, "Oh, another brewery." But my my the reason we are so passionate about making good beer, one of the reasons we want it to be really good to start, is we wanted people to know that oftentimes uh, it takes breweries multiple months to to really hit their rhythm and to make the best beer they can make and we want people to know that although we're just now opening we want to be in that discussion of good beer and and i think that ultimately it's going to come down to good beer at the end of the day when there's all these breweries and different places to consume beer around this country and around the world the ones that um, will continue to do well, it's going to start with your beer. And you have to have a good brand, and you have to have good distribution and all that stuff. 
but ultimately it's got to start with your beer, and I, I'm a firm believer of that, and I know these guys are as well. Well, to follow up with, with uh, what Justin's saying, too, I mean, coming from a hospitality background before I got into beer, I'm all about, you know, activities. And trust me, when I got involved with this project and I heard it, I was like, okay, this, this, is pretty, this is pretty massive. But then when I heard more about it and I heard more about the business plan and everything, we're not a brewery. We're, we're a destination. You know, coming from it's Mount good. Carmel, though, that's what I pretty much got from Mike Dewey was a destination will never go out. And that's the truth. When you have event space, that's money right there. When you have uh, leagues going on outside, that's money right there. Like... There's so much to do with Sonder besides our fantastic beer. There's, there's, there's literally just, you can, I mean, it's cliche, but you can almost spend a whole day here. You go to a lot of breweries, and you're like, all right, I had their flight board. All right, time to go. You know, for Sonder, you come here, and I'm going to have a beer before I meet up with the guys, you know, for some volleyball. Then you have some volleyball. You're cracking back some cans of ours, you know, playing some volleyball, some bocce ball. You're hanging out. Before you know it, you're seven deep. Oh, <laughs> man, I need fire pits. You know, I need, I need to get some food. You're getting some more beer, though. You're hanging out. You're kicking it. And then you're like, all right, time to go home. Before you know it, you've been here for seven hours. I, I'm, I'm really, really passionate. My, my wife is as well um, about this idea of we, we love where we live. We love this area, and we love this community. And... When we first started this, you know, you know, to your point, a lot of people were like, well, you, you really went big in the burbs, too, right? But there's a lot of people who don't want to drive downtown, right. and they want to find a place where they can come and hang out all afternoon on Sunday after church or right. all I, Saturday. And, and that's, that that's really the, what we're trying to do. All the time when I'm downtown in Cincinnati and wearing my Saunders shirt, I can't tell you how many times, and Haley, my girlfriend, can attest to it, people come up to me. Are you a Sondre? Oh my gosh, dude, I cannot wait until I don't have to drive down here anymore. Literally, exact words from people. I cannot wait until we can just hang out in this. I, I wore my Sondre shirt down to Ryan Geist uh, boy. at the, the Rare Beer Fest. Uh, Thank so, you for that. Uh, last weekend. And you, you heard it, right? Same, same thing. Are you a Sondre? Oh, no, but I mean, <laughs> it's true, though. But I mean, let me tell you about them. There's a, there's a lot going on. Sit down on for, for a second. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Besides just beer, there's a lot going on for us. And as, as, as this place was laid out, and it's the truth, though. We want to own Mason, and, like, no one else can really kind of do that because they don't have their facility right here, but we do. Yeah, and I'll, I'll take my view on it as well. Why we started with the 30-barrel system and the automation that we started with is, you know, a lot of breweries are, are growing and, and will continue to grow. And I've seen so many breweries that just struggle through the growth and their quality and their consistency just, you know, it slips, and, you know, there's... There's a reason why we've, you know, put capital into the automation side because uh, that's something that I strongly believe in that we need to make consistent quality work. Um, so, and starting at the 30 barrel size was, uh, I felt kind of appropriate for where we're going to be at for the growth and size in the future. When I wonder if the, if there is some kind of, I don't know if it's uh there's a better perspective you coming in from out of town. No and, doubt. And there's not, no doubt about that. Not having all of this other stuff pounding at you of this is what we do here, this is who we are here and like you come in and say, Well no, this is this is the way it should be like looking at this from an outside perspective, this is right. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to, to make that call because I am just stuck in the middle of all of this and it's all pounding me from every direction. And I, I don't know. But I, I couldn't believe 
uh, when, when the first time, so Chase and I, Chase comes on board and um, we're kind of talking about our vision and he just kept talking me up and everything he was saying made so much sense and I completely agreed. And then we went to Milwaukee and there was what, four startups there uh, while we were there that one trip, four startups that were greater than a 20 barrel startup. And then um, I started looking up Minneapolis because he mentioned one of his friends was starting on a 50 barrel system. And it's, it's unbelievable how much, let, let's, not, let's not forget as well that what these guys just did in 19 days would have never been possible without right. starting on the scale that we did and having the automation that we did. And, that, and that's a true testimony. It would have been twice the labor hours to do what we did if we don't have the system. So, and, yes, and, we started and who bigger. Knows, who knows what the quality would Correct. have been coming right. up on the board. So, so there's no doubt, you know, I, I, we talked about this before, and, and I, I certainly won't beat this dead horse, but everyone, I, I hear it very frequently, um, must be nice to be rich, and we're not. <laughs> um, we just took a different model. In fact, we're the opposite of it. Yep. Um, we are, haven't paid ourselves in six months. You guys are currently very poor. I mean, we have a futon <laughs> in, our, in our back room. and, and um, That's where they all live. They share this futon. Yeah, and, and look, and that's not, that's not unique to us by any means. Most startups are like that. Um, it's just the opposite of what people think about us. Right, right. And um, it's, it's just because we're passionate about it. We just have more debt than a lot of others. So right. we have to sell a lot of beer. But, but I think because of how good it is, we will. I really believe that. Um, I, I believe it, too. I think you guys, you. you guys are doing things the right way, despite what uh, other unnamed people say. And they will continue to uh, kind of whisper about sure. behind people's backs. And, I, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's jealousy, if they wish they had started this way. And I, I don't know. I don't know. But... You know, I believe in this. Thank you, thank you. And, and you know, and I don't, um, I, I don't think I'll ever know, um, and that's okay. Um, but, but I will tell you the one thing that I always tell our team, and, and we all agree, is not only is this industry really small, but there's it's filled with a lot of really good people. And um, despite, I don't, you you use the term jealousy um, or whatever that looks like. Um, I, I don't care what it is. I just hope that in six months, when we're hopefully making good beer and doing well, that everybody goes, you know what? Good for you guys. Well, and, and we can all be friends and collaborate. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing. We're, we're, coming, we're coming into this, for me, on a day where it's, you know, I, you know I've spent the whole day yep. in this collaboration kind of thing yep. where it's just it's people that didn't need to come together to make a beer that... We, you know, we were at Alexandria. We were making five barrels of a beer. Right. When it's all said and done, there's not. It's not going to leave that tap room. But right. it's a beer that says something about what it's all about. Yeah, I love what like it stands for, man. It, it's it, super it, cool. You know, that's to me. That's 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 why all this exists, and that's that's why, um, that's why people come together. You know, even if Absolutely. you even if you only visit one tap room, and that's the only place you go to. You're buying into something bigger that you, you may not even realize. Totally. Yeah, I, I wish you guys more success than, than, than I can explain on a podcast where I've thank got you. an hour-ish to do it. But Thank you. Thank you. And, and thanks for being here tonight, man. I, I, oh, I hope, of course. Again, I hope you enjoyed the beers. I came for the chicken sandwich. Food. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't blame you for it. You guys, you guys are nailing it. It's. Uh, I even enjoyed the cider, and you, you know, we, we talked about that. Yeah. I'm not a cider guy, and I liked it. 
Good. <laughs> so that Good. says something. You guys, you guys are on the right track, and I cannot wait to see um, what this looks like in six months, in a year, in ten years, in twenty years. Um, hopefully, my wrinkled ass will still be sitting here doing a podcast <laughs> in twenty years. We'll see. <laughs> if if my precious little terrorist at home does not kill me in the meantime. But um, we'll be back next week. I don't know where we're going to be because I don't actually know what day it is today when you're listening to this. I don't know anything about time with podcasts. I can't understand the time shift. But we'll be back next week. Um, Please, 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 please not only subscribe to the show and follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. Um, Do the same for Sonder. Uh, Please. Sonder, is it just Sonder? Sonder Brewing? Sonder that, Brewing, um, yep. Just you know, search it. It's on everything except maybe Snapchat. I don't I think, think you're we, on Snapchat. I think we just set that up this weekend. Do you know how to use it? Uh, we uh, we have somebody that does. <laughs> no, no. I, there is nobody you have that knows how to use Snapchat. You might be on it, but nobody knows it. how to use it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chase is going to take you care of Ohio. I mean, you know what? I we cannot need- figure that thing out. <laughs> If you if you told me if you told me right now that you would give me fifty dollars if I followed you on Snapchat, you wouldn't know how to do I, it. I'd, I'd be fucked. I, yeah. I couldn't figure it out. I'm terrible at it. I don't. I don't get it either. Follow somebody. I don't know how to tweet something on Snapchat. I don't know how to. We, do you tweet on Snapchat? You tweet on Snapchat? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you, I don't. I don't get it. I don't know it. But we have a we have a, actually a former coworker of mine. Um, who's become a, a great friend. He's a great friend of mine and, and a friend of ours at, at And he knows how to Snapchat? Yeah. Is and, he 14? He's, <laughs> he's younger than I am. He's, kind of, yeah, he's younger than all of us at this table, but he's actually running our Snapchat for the week. You, you heard it here first. Uh, Sonder is the first Snapchatting brewery in Cincinnati that's doing it the right way. <laughs> you, uh, we, well, not let's only, not say. We don't know if we are yet. Not only do they have an app coming, they know right. how to Snapchat. <laughs> it's, it's that guy right there, actually. He's the one running he doesn't look like he's Snapchatting right he's, now, though. Yeah, does he? he's not Snapchatting. He should be, though. Doesn't he look like he knows how to do it better <laughs> yeah, than we do, though? He might know. He's got glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you guys very much. Um, tweet me at the Gnarly Gnome and tell me uh, how big of an asshole I am for telling you that you can't Snapchat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank There's you. no music, Thank so you. we're just going to keep talking until right, it sounds good. Out. See you guys later. Thank you.